When it comes to values, we all want to be everything. But in a practical reality, that is often not possible. And that's why a values hierarchy becomes important. This is Walking Your Talk, a podcast about leadership, authenticity, and courage. I'm Carolyn Taylor. Over my career, I've worked with well over 100,000 leaders in every kind of organization. People who are committed to closing the gap between their own values and those of their organization and how they show up every day. I wrote a book called Walking the Talk on how you change corporate culture, but this is much more personal. If you want to be known as someone who walks their talk, then this podcast is for you. I'd like to start explaining what I mean by the values hierarchy by giving you a little bit of a personal story. So I have a very, very strong value of learning. It's probably the one or two at the very top of the list when I do that exercise that we looked at in the previous episode, which was to look at all the values that you have. And because I have that strong learning value, for me, the most important thing after anything has happened is to be really honest about what we did well and what we didn't. So I have no problems with talking about my own mistakes. I have no problems with other people talking about their mistakes. But what I find is people often find me very harsh. They find that I don't want to do any sugarcoating. I don't really care about keeping people happy or having a sense of probably even compassion with the way that we deal with people who perhaps have been a part of a project where things didn't go well. Because for me, my values hierarchy will always put learning above compassion. So then let's imagine that I'm in an organization who wants developing our people and compassion for our people to be something that's very important for them. So I might say, well, yes, I have that as a value. But then my action, what I actually walk in terms of my talk, will tend to demonstrate that although I may have it as a value, I only display it as a value when it's not in conflict with learning. When it's in conflict with learning, I will tend to always put learning first. So then imagine that I'm talking to one of my colleagues and they may say, well, I don't think you walk your talk, Carolyn, because you you can be really blunt with people when we're in a learning and exploration of how something went and we're looking for what went wrong. And I'll say, yes, I know, but learning matters so much more. So that's the kind of dilemma that we often find exists in organizations. And it always surprises me that organizations tend not to want to admit that there is some kind of a values hierarchy. And if you're involved in an organization that's looking to change their culture in some way, often what they're actually doing is saying, we need to reform or reorder our values hierarchy somewhat, rebalance it so we don't always favor one over the other when we get in a situation when we can't do both. Now, of course, we all want to try to do both. And the learning for me in the example I gave before is how can I keep my learning value but learn to be perhaps more compassionate in the way that I draw out and encourage others to draw out the mistakes that they've made. So instead of just it being very harsh, can I learn to do both together? So let's think of a couple of other examples that that I often find, and maybe they'll relate to you. One of them I think often is present is where you have someone in the team who's not performing very well. 
how long do you keep that person? How much do you invest in their education, in their mentoring and their coaching? How do you help them to grow and over what period of time? So to what extent are you valuing the development of that one individual above perhaps what is good for the rest of the team who are meanwhile having to pick up extra work or add additional uh, revenue contribution to compensate for that person or whatever it happens to be? So there's some interesting values dynamics that go on there between individual and team, between performance and individual, which are really worth exploring as you think and talk about what values matter. I'll give you one last example before we go on talking about how you can use the values hierarchy. Very common one that we're finding now is the balance between doing the right thing for the customer and wanting to sell your products. So how often do you really prevent a customer from buying something that in your heart of hearts, you know is not the best answer for them? To what extent are you driven by needing to push product versus listening to the customer and warning them against certain things. That's a real values dilemma because you've got performance needs on the one hand, you've got customer centric on the other hand. How do you balance that? So values driven organization and values driven individuals put a lot of time into this kind of conversation. They recognize that there are several values that are important and they recognize that sometimes some decisions, you cannot actually meet all of them at once. And what actually happens is that if you're an extreme case, and I gave myself as an example, I would say I was an extreme case on learning. Then if you give me 10 situations, probably 10 out of 10, or maybe nine and a half out of 10, I will choose learning over compassion or looking after the individual if I have to make that choice. Now, what happens when you're wanting to change in some way, either because your organization is making that demand or because you yourself are wanting to lead some sort of culture change, is that you might move from 10 times on one value and zero on the other to maybe six decisions would be on learning and four decisions might be on compassion in my case. So it's not that you give up one value and you have to embrace another one, but what you're actually doing is you're adjusting the values hierarchy and you literally can count the number of times where previously you would have completely gone one way, where now you're being much more inclusive of the other value and sometimes favoring that value ahead of your original one. So the exercise that I want you to work with this week is to start to talk to others about a values hierarchy. So I'm working with a client at the moment who have a very strong value of innovation. And that value of innovation means that they're always wanting to bring new products down their pipeline. And in order to bring new products down their pipeline, they've got to actually stop selling some of the products they have at the moment and sometimes clients are still liking the products that they were selling. So they've got a conflict going on there between innovation and client centricity, which is a very common conflict. So what I suggest that you do with your team is to start identifying what are the four or five values that you play with every day. It might be innovation, customer centricity, it might be team versus individual, it might be short-term performance versus long-term good. What are those kind of obvious paradoxes or potential conflicts that you have? And then look at 
as you make decisions, start to articulate, okay, which value are we favoring here? And are we comfortable with that? What value might we have favored in the past? And what value might we favor in the future? And how might that change our decision? So instead of just having a bit of an argument about which decision we're going to make, actually take it to the level of the values hierarchy and look at the two values that are involved and think about whether this is an occasion where you might previously have gone with one value and this time you might favor another. So I think making it conscious is a very critical part of the values hierarchy. And as well as doing it with your team, you might look at it as an individual. If you did the exercise last week where you were listing some of your top values, you might think of some times where you have to make a decision on a hierarchy between those values. And if you're wanting to change or develop, you're almost certainly talking about how I increase the number of times when I favor one value over the other. So I think lesson to me, what that's selling to me personally, is I need to go away and think about the times where compassion is actually more important than learning, especially if that learning is brutal. So what's the key lesson for you that's come out of this concept of values hierarchy? That's what I'd like you to explore this week, both as an individual and also as a team. So turning to next week, which will be the third episode on becoming more values driven, we're going to look at how sacrifice plays a key role in walking your talk and being seen to be someone who cares about values. And in particular, sacrifice of some short-term, perhaps survival needs versus longer-term values-driven needs. Thank you very much. See you next week.